2: I want to start with last night and, and the Giants and the Cowboys. And we know how much Odell Beckham Jr. means to this Giants offense, but they weren't able to muster a thing against a Cowboys defense. It hasn't really been a top five defense over the last couple of years. Uh, what were some of your takeaways from that game last night?
3: Well, first of all, you know, I, I, I was doing the analysis on the Jets game, and I, and I thought their offense looked pretty bad until I saw the Giants. Oh, <laughs> and wow. I, and, I know the, and I know the reason why the Jets offense. Isn't this isn't this successful, but for the Giants, I mean, they have all the tools that you can ask for. Yes, they're, they're missing Odell Beckham, but they still have Brandon Marshall, Sterling Shepard, you, you know, Eli Manning. So I, I expected a lot more from their offense. You know, I, I think up front it's tough to win when you can't run the football or protect your quarterback. So they're, they're gonna have to do some things up front to, to change it up to get some protection.
1: Now, Eric, as a defender though, when you take Beckham Jr. out of the equation, doesn't that free you up to pay attention to so many other pieces of that offense? So, I mean, it it, it goes without saying, not having the firepower of Odell Beckham Jr. out there really opens up your defensive playbook.
3: Absolutely. Uh, As a defender, when Odell Beckham's out in the field, you are are talking about where he is every play because Mm -hmm. most of the time your coverage is based on where he's lined up. You know, I, I remember playing against uh, Steve Smith, you know, in, in his prime. And we, were, we, were, we created a whole package to where we had to communicate wherever he was. If he was in the slot, we were going to play cover four and double-team him with the safety and the nickel. If he was outside, we were going to play two-man to him. And, and that opens things up for your tight ends, your, your, your other receivers, for the run game because you can't dedicate an extra defender to the box. You're double-teaming uh, someone else. So that's one-on-ones with your second, third, fourth-best cover guys on on a Brandon Marshall or, or a Sterling Shepard or, or or one of their tight ends. So it, it really does open up what you can do as, as an offense. But, you know, maybe, I mean, who knows? Maybe when, once he gets back, they'll open up their offense and, and have a lot more success. It was just very disappointing to see them play as bad as they did on the grand stage after knowing that Odell Beckham wasn't playing. It, it wasn't like they had, you know, three days to, know, to find out if he was going to play. They had a couple of weeks to prepare for Odell Beckham not playing.
2: You mentioned how you were doing the Jets-Bills analysis yesterday. The Jets, we know, really don't have a shot. I expected more out of the Bills on both sides of the ball. Uh, are, are the Bills almost as bad as the Jets are?
3: <laughs> the, the Bills are pretty bad. Yeah, but the one <laughs> thing they do have, they have uh, Shady McCoy, and he's a, he's a game changer. I mean, you saw that yesterday. The, the Jets' strength is their defensive line. their their front seven. And 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 I don't think anyone thought that the Bills would run the football as well as they did against the Jets. You know, I think that uh, it, was, it was a lesson for the Jets. They they pursued a lot. You know, not knowing Shady McCoy is, is, is probably one of the best vision backs in the league. He has great vision. He sees the whole field. Does a great job of cutting back. And, and he was really dominant yesterday. They didn't have an answer for him. But the, the Bills, uh, Tyrod Taylor was was okay. At times, he did a lot of his damage on his feet, running the ball, extending plays. So, he, I mean, they're, they're a long ways away. They have a, uh, a tough schedule ahead of them. But, I mean, I don't, I don't think anyone's expecting the Bills or the Jets to to come out of the AFC East and, and make a wild card.
1: Does the, the Jets defense do they give the Jets a chance to win? You know, five, six <laughs> ball games, or, or, or no? Because they're going to have to lean on that D all season. It appears. Yeah, well,
3: you know, coming into the season, I expected their defense to kind of to hold them down. But yesterday, they, they, they surprised me. They, they were giving up runs up the middle. Uh, they, they had a couple of mental mistakes in, in coverage. Uh, they were giving up a ton of big plays. And that's something that, you know, the Jets lead, were counting on their defense to, to keep them off the field or to get the ball back to the offense, keep them in good field position. And, and I, I think, frankly, they were just too tired. You know there were a lot of three and outs by the offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, they kind of wore down. You know the first three quarters, they did a great job of of, of keeping the score close. But you know I, I think it's just going to be a microcosm of the season when when you wear them down on offense, when you don't have long drives, it's just going to break down your defense. You can't hold hold up for that long.
2: Gio and Jones and Eric Coleman across the country on CBS Sports Radio. Two quarterbacks that were just absolutely putrid yesterday were Carson Palmer and Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton, still a younger player, has a lot of weapons. Carson Palmer now with this David Johnson injury. I mean, this offense, I don't know what's going to happen with them. Uh, I'll start with the Bengals, though. Uh, why a shutout in week one with all the potential that they have on that side of the ball?
3: You know, that, that's, that's very disappointing. I mean, you have so much time to prepare and to know what, what to expect from the defense. And for them to, to put up a zero well, was very disappointing. I mean, they have they have the run game and Giovanni Bernard and Joe Mixon. Um, you know, they they have the weapons and AJ Green. They have so many players on that offense. It was very disappointing to see them get shut out. You know, that was a, a it's, it's going to be tough sledding for the rest of the season if that's the way they're going to play on offense. But you, you know, to turn it over to the other side, Carson Palmer. I mean, this is a guy who Arizona their, their whole their whole uh, organization has been kind of waiting on him to turn that corner. They had the easy offseason for him this year. Uh, Bruce Arians, was, it was much noted that they rested him a lot, trying to rest his arm. But the, Bruce Arians thought in the past he's thrown too much. And, and then he goes out and just plays terrible. And that that was very disappointing, and, and Bruce Arians even said it. You know, you, you can't throw the ball away as much as as much as that. You know, when you're a veteran like Carson Palmer, th- these are rookie mistakes that you're making. You can't throw the ball in the coverage. You can't. Um, you you have to be more accurate, and you you're supposed to be a premier quarterback in this league and lead this team to to hopefully deep into the playoffs.
1: And you can't fumble the ball, and you're in the red zone, David Johnson. I know he hurt his wrist, but still, there was there was a, there's a lot of blame to go around uh, for that football team. Another defense. I I, I, I want to think this is an aberration. What happened to the Texans yesterday? They didn't get to play that last preseason game. Of course, they're back in Houston dealing with the devastation of Harvey. Do you think this is just a one-off? Uh, offensively. Quarterback struggles. Dwayne Brown, of course, they're probably their best offensive lineman. He's still holding out. So, you think this was just an anomaly and they get past this first week?
3: I I sure hope so. You know, because I think a lot of people are expecting good things from the Texans, especially that defense. And um, I I think maybe they were just mentally exhausted after going through all the the trials and tribulations from Harvey. You know, that has to be taxing on your team. You know, I, I know J.J. Watt has done great things in raising money. For Houston, and um, you know, their, their focus has kind of probably been away from football too much. You know, it, it's easy to say, you know, once you get into the locker, once you get on that field, you're thinking about football. But these guys have family issues that they were dealing with, um, figuring out where they're going to stay when they get back home. You know, so I'm sure that was a big distraction because uh, to, to give up that many points to Jacksonville and just to get dominated the way they did. You know, I don't think anyone expects the Jacksonville Jaguars to be competitive in the NFC South, although uh, the the Colts didn't look good either. so uh, (laughs) Didn't
1: look good's an understatement there. (laughs) Yeah, go there. I mean, when your head coach doesn't even know who just kicked your ass, you know you're in trouble. (laughs) He gave San Francisco credit. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, San Francisco would take it, considering how they <laughs> yeah. played. Thank you, Coach Pagano. We're 1-0. <laughs> oh,
3: man. They, maybe they were prepared to play San Francisco instead of, <laughs> <laughs> instead of the Rams.
2: Uh, what do you think about the Rams, though? Yeah, the Colts are terrible, and I don't expect much from them, but Goff looked good. Gurley looked good. You got Sammy Watkins there now to throw the football. The defense played off the charts without Aaron Donald. Is this the start of something good there for Sean McVay's team? Yeah,
3: I, I love their attitude. You know, I'm the, the, the things that you you can control as a football player your attitude, your effort, your, your knowledge of the game and, and I thought that they were very well prepared. They had a great attitude. They were they were they were working hard. They were fired up, and, and the effort was there. So I think it's just a preview of, of what you can possibly see. I don't expect the Rams to go out there every week and dominate the way they did but it's great to see that they have confidence and they believe in their head coach they they're going to go out there and run their offense and I, it was great to see Jared Goff have some success especially after a, a very rough rookie season so um, it was a good start for them hopefully they'll get some more fans to come watch the games and uh, and, get, and get LA behind them and, and have some success this year
1: Uh, Eric, let me ask you about the first game of the season, and that was uh, last Thursday, Kansas City at New England. New England, they're being serenaded, they get the rings, and they're celebrating another Super Bowl, their fifth championship, of course. But KC, their defensive approach, what did you see in in, in the manner in which they went after Tom Brady and and smothered Gronkowski and and, and won that ballgame on the road?
3: Oh, man, that was, it was exciting to, to see the Kansas City defense flying around the way they did. You know, I thought Bob Sutton did a great job of, of game planning the, the uh, Tom Brady and the Patriots. You know, Bob Sutton was my defensive coordinator with the Jets for several years, so he's very familiar with, with Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. And, and I thought them getting pressure on Tom Brady, uh, you know, everyone always talks about getting him off his spot. And, and it's so important to make Tom Brady uncomfortable because when you get him on the move, it takes him from being, you know, an elite quarterback, you know, probably the best in the game, and it and it drops him down to just being very good. And when he's just very good, you give yourself a chance on defense, uh, especially with the playmakers they have on that side of the ball. You know, I thought Justin Houston did a good job of getting pressure. And you know, they, they Rob Gronkowski didn't look like Gronk yesterday. You know, he I mean, uh, on Thursday he he was very stiff. He didn't look like he was running the Chris routes. He didn't look as explosive, and I have to think that he's that's just probably his back injuries uh, catching up to him a bit. But a great job by by Kansas City Chiefs. They did a heck of a job. Alex Smith had a had a great game, and, and it's, you know the Kansas City Chiefs are going to be um, probably probably they're going to probably come out of the AFC West, and, and they look very good. G. Owen
2: Jones with Eric Coleman, now with CBS Sports Network, talking some college football and NFL radio, talking some NFL football, nine years in the NFL. Oklahoma beats up on Ohio State, an extremely impressive victory for Baker Mayfield and his group. Uh, big concerns for Ohio State, big picture coming out of this or
3: what? Oh, the, the, there's a lot of concerns out of Ohio State. I mean, you know, one, J.T. Barrett has, has not been throwing the ball down the field. Uh and that's uh, that's concerning. You know, this is the quarterback who they're depending on, who they trust to lead their team. He's the leader of that offense. He's the leader of the team. And they can't drive the ball down the field. And what's even more concerning is Ohio State's secondary. I mean, they're giving up big play after big play, and they're supposed to be one of the top secondaries in the country. You know, that that was very disappointing. You know, two well-coached – or excuse me, a well-coached secondary, well-coached defense giving up big plays. Just had a clip – uh, Baker Mayfield looked great he was he was slinging the ball he was confident and, and I was really happy for Oklahoma you know after the last year of getting the best on the home field they had a real chip on their shoulder they came in they they let everyone know they had a chip on their shoulder coming into the game Then went out and showed uh showed what they can do they dominated and uh is just a great win for Oklahoma
1: now Eric just so you know if you ever want to be a guest on this show again you can never be happy for Oklahoma okay just, just want you to take, take note of that. My
3: bad, my bad. All right,
1: yeah, yo bad. Go Boise State. <laughs> How about that? Yeah. I want to by Wazoo, but we don't want to talk about your crazy coach, the, the pirate, Mike Leach. I want to ask you about Notre Dame. We just had a healthy discussion last hour about Notre Dame, and, of course, they're disappointed they lost a one-point game to Georgia. But a lot of people seem to think that this team will tank much like they did a year ago. Do you foresee that happening? <laughs> I, you know, I sure
3: hope not. You know, first of all, I don't know how Brian Kelly is still coaching there. You know, when you think of a team like Notre Dame, you mm-hmm. think of a lot of success. And just how much controversy has come out of there, um, the, the inconsistency they've been playing with. Uh, you know, I, I think I, he's definitely on the hot seat. And, and, you know, you expect I expect more from Notre Dame. But, you know, listen, Georgia is a good football team. I, I think that um, out of the SEC, they're probably going to be uh, definitely top three and you know they they're, they put together a good game plan, mm-hmm. but um, I, I hope that Notre Dame can can keep it together. You know, just for you know the, the tradition they have there at the university, they have a great fan base, great alumni base. I, I think that they have the support that they need. It's just going to be a fact. Can Brian Kelly keep the team believing in his message?
2: We had a discussion earlier on the show. A couple of Notre Dame fans calling up saying that Brian Kelly is just not the guy anymore. He, one guy said he didn't have it. He couldn't uh, give us a description of what it was, but he said he didn't have it. Uh, is he the long-term answer in your opinion there, at Notre Dame?
3: I, you know what, I don't, I don't think so. You know, it, there, there comes a time when, you know, when, when you have the rah-rah coaches, the coaches that, that always cursing people out, embarrassing guys, there, there comes a time when that kind of wears off and it loses its effect. Guys get tired of hearing it. And, and I think you're at that point in Notre Dame when you know players are tired of being embarrassed. They're they're, they're not really catching on to his message anymore, and, and really the, the the approach that he's taking with those players is it, just wearing off. So I think long term they're going to have to look elsewhere for a coach to lead that program. You know Notre Dame takes a lot of pride in their football teams, and uh, they they take pride in, in taking in taking care of the home field advantage. And for them to get beaten on the the main scale like that uh, on the big stage. It's kind of embarrassing, but they did lose to a good team. So, But but, but ultimately, I think that Brian Kelly is, is going to be out of Notre Dame.
1: Brian Kelly ain't going nowhere, man. Y'all crazy. Y'all need to stop all that nonsensical talk. Nowhere. He's going nowhere. He had a bad season a year ago, 4-8. He will be just fine. Okay? Can we get that straight? Hey, how impressed are you with Clemson's new quarterback, Kelly Bryant? This kid is tough. Oh man! He, he, I mean, I
3: thought I thought Deshaun Watson was still playing out there. Yeah. I was watching him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was throwing the ball. He was running around the field. And, and I love what Dabo Sweeney does. You know what he brings to that that organization. You know the the Clemson kids are, are fired up. They 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 have so much talent over there. And and I just love the brand of football they're playing right now
1: that defense, man, smothering. You ever been on I know you played on some good defenses with the Jets, but uh, the way they balled the other night and and Auburn's defense is nothing to sneeze at, but clearly Clemson has the better D.
3: Yeah, I mean, I mean Clemson they showed they could stop the run, stop in Petway. Uh they were all over the wide receivers. Mm-hmm. They they really did it all. You know, their defensive line was was getting after the quarterback, stopping the run. Um, I, I love the swagger that their defensive backs have. You know, I you know me; I'm a, I'm a former DB, so uh, I'm looking at the looking at how they play on third and short, how they play, how they challenge the receivers, and they were not hesitant to get up in the faces of the Auburn receivers and, and really just just dominate. You know, it, it, it was it was great to see a team play with that much discipline, that much swagger, and that much edge. It was, um, you know, Clemson's going to be a good team
2: of the four teams that are playing tonight on Monday Night Football is there one that you are interested in above the others? I guess Denver, but I don't know. For these four of these teams don't interest me whatsoever.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean the league has got to got to get it right with the with the Monday Night Football schedules. Uh you know, there are a lot of questions coming out of Denver, you know, um, who's going to be their quarterback? Hopefully Brock Osweiler doesn't make his way uh under center. But, you know, <laughs> But at the end of the day, everybody's going to watch it. You know, it's Monday Night Football. Um, The the first Monday night of the season, it's a doubleheader.
2: you got Peterson against the Vikings, and people will be into that.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. But I don't expect Adrian Peterson to come out and and just dominate the the Vikings. I mean, they have a very good defense. They're going to take pride. I'm sure the one player they're not going to let beat them is Adrian Peterson just because they don't feel like it, you know, explaining themselves to, to the world. But, you know, Mike Zimmer always leads uh, the Vikings with some good defense. Their secondary is probably one of the best in the NFL. So uh, that's going to be a good challenge, you know, Drew Brees versus the secondary of the, the Minnesota Vikings. I, I think that will probably be uh, the, the exciting matchup to watch.
2: Eric, always great talking to you. Thanks for the time, man. We'll talk to you soon.
3: Thanks, folks. You guys have a great week.
2: You too, man. You too. That's Eric Coleman now with CBS Sports Network, NFL Radio, nine-year NFL veteran.
1: I had to coach him up, man. Come here with that Oklahoma love. What's wrong with you? Well, he? I mean, Crazy. this is the week to do it. Happy for Oklahoma. Never happy for Oklahoma. you got to get over it, man. What? you got to hunker down as like, like a –
2: Giraffe and a tornado, right? Is that yeah, you what you yeah, say? Uh, uh, Pocahontas. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta grab the railing like a groundhog and a typhoon.
1: <laughs> I, you taught out? me that phrase. How did that work out for the groundhog? Not well.
2: Not well at all. Talk to Gio and Jones now. 855 212 4
0: CBS. yaw, 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 yaw,
3: Yah yaw, yaw.
1: You got some good lyrics over there you're writing. My yeah, man. I'm writing you got a,
2: skills. Uh, I'm writing a diss track to New
1: Heisel. Yeah. That you can... Mm-hmm. Yep. We're going to have some back and forth. East Coast, West Coast. Yeah, unfortunately,
2: yeah. I don't think that you're going to be able to read this on the air.
1: Oh, I'll just read it during
2: rehearsal. There's no cursing in here, right. but there's enough to yeah. turn them off.
0: Yeah. And we both know it doesn't take much. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. It's much. also one topical reference that might be <laughs> yeah. bleeped out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Probably. Here we go, boys. <laughs> Here we go, boys. He was happy about it, too. Here we go, boys. Come on,
2: boys. No, there was this you could hear it in his voice. Here we go, boys. This is the part that you can't screw up because mm-hmm. I told you what to do in rehearsal. <laughs>
1: yaw, 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 yaw. There it is. Beautiful. Hard, hard to screw that up. Yeah. It's not like playing the wrong cut when you're doing the update. Oh, well, that's. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. I'm on your side in this. Why are you? <laughs> oh, it's hard to take at me. It's just hard to tell. I told you to you should kneel. Yeah, that's to that's fight right. this you unjust. Did. Yes, you did come forcing to, of music on you. you did Embarrassment on
1: TV. You came over to the dark side. The college, football. how long will that last? <laughs> All right, mm. bogus. Give us an update and play the right cut. Right? Not sure. <laughs> our
0: fingers crossed. Not sure Odell Beckham Jr. would have mattered. The giant wadout out set out with his bad left ankle last night and watched the O-line handcuff the run and pass games. If only they played as good as Ben McAdoo's hair looked. No part of the offense was, was functional tonight. Just 233 yards of offense, only 35 of those on the ground. Eli Manning was sacked three times. The Cowboys cruising to a 19-3 W on Sunday Night Football. Jason Witten... Caught the only TD of the night while Ezekiel Elliott ran for 104 yards with his controversial freedom. Just
1: relieved for the, the fact that, you know, I'll finally get a, a fair trial. I'll finally get a chance to to prove my innocence. And uh just just happy that I'm able to be with these guys for as long as it's permitted.
0: Which many people think now will be the entire season. Apparently, God wanted Russell Wilson to lose yesterday. Snap to Wilson. Wilson under pressure from Daniels. That's Wayne Larravee on Packers Radio. Ty Montgomery scored from six yards That's out wrong, on the next play to put God Green Bay ahead of Seattle for good. The Pack winning 17-9, but it is all part of his plan. <laughs> it wouldn't have been 28-3 in the Super Bowl, but the Falcons almost blew 20 in the fourth quarter in Chicago on opening day, surviving four plays from the five in the final seconds, only winning 23-17 when Brooks Reed sacked Mike Glennon on fourth down Carolina 23-3 win in San Francisco the Steelers fought off the Browns 21-18 the Texans pulled Tom Savage for rookie QB Deshaun Watson in a 29-7 home loss to Jacksonville which also included J.J. Watt missing a series with a dislocated finger just busted
3: down bone through the skin Nothing nothing
0: bad. Nothing bad, just the bone Mm. through the skin. Jeez. You know, no big deal. Happens all all the time. Alabama remains atop the AP college football poll, but Oklahoma is now second after winning at Ohio State. The Sooners got two. Clemson got one first place vote. The Todd got the other 59. Ohio State dropping from second to eighth. 18 straight wins for Cleveland. 3-2 over the Orioles. 10 straight losses for the Dodgers. 8-1 to the Rockies and the NL East title belongs to the Nationals. They beat the Phillies 3-2, and then Miami lost 10-8 in 11 in Atlanta. And we're just finding out that a security guard is suing Conor McGregor for $95,000, claiming he was injured by an energy drink can McGregor threw during a press conference last August before he fought Nate Diaz. A court has already denied a McGregor request for dismissal. Wait, wait. wait. did that happen after he got
2: paid? From uh, the Mayweather fight, the the lawsuit filing.
0: No, it was filed uh, in March, actually. Oh, okay. We're All just right. somehow finding out now. Oh, okay, I was mm, going to yeah. say. Because. But it is based on $5,000 of actual medical bills, and the other 90000 is based on what he got for fighting Diaz, apparently. <laughs> Nate <laughs> Diaz. <laughs> oh, oh, there's one of those for everything, huh? <laughs> I guess there is. It's like a Trump tweet. <laughs>
2: That's I saw BT for the first time in a long time on Friday. Oh, first time, long time, first mm. time, long time. Mm, fishing yeah. buddies. Yeah, we're talking some fishing. Oh, cool. How'd that go? It was it was good. I showed a couple picks, Me and a fluke. You know,
0: so. days and hustlers. <laughs> Oof.
1: Yeah, I should have him do a rap battle. He and me. Uh, <laughs> no. No, no, that wouldn't work. Cause you was
3: feeling kind of horny. Yes,
1: I would. <laughs> How'd you know? <laughs> you were awake.
2: Hi. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got my final line here in a rap. Uh-oh. You play another song, this ish going south, I'll Belushi that thing like an animal house. Period. Come on. This boy got skills over here. Yep. Rap lyricist. Yep. Man, you go. You know where I'm from? Mm-hmm. Check my ancestry.com. Mm-hmm. Ivory Coast and Niger- Nigeria. Enough to put the fear in you.
1: Rock a yeah, Come right. on,
2: Rick. Bring it. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Got something for you, new Heisel. Rick Heisel.
0: Uh,
2: <laughs> I think that's probably... I mean, this is get a point across. See, the thing, unlike Rick, I know what's enough. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, I know how to, when to stop. Instead of two minutes and 50 seconds of college. Uh, the other pregame show had a fun little back and forth. Unfortunately, we have terrible audio quality of it because oh. nobody was rolling on CBS on Sunday for whatever reason. Um, but we someone recorded it off their television and we got that off of Twitter. Uh, thank you, 2017, for all the tools you have to get yes. audio. Uh, so you know the whole story about Tony Romo and Phil Simms and how Sims had the number one analyst job with Jim Nance. Romo retires, goes right to the booth. Phil goes to NFL Today. Uh, Initially, it was a shock to Phil Sims. He landed in a great place. But, of course, he probably would have rather had it go a different way. Um, So, uh, on the NFL Today, this is Phil talking to Romo as they have James Brown and Phil Sims throwing it out to Romo at the site of Titans and Raiders in Nashville. And Phil had a little fun with it.
0: Hey Tony, how you doing? How's (laughs) that seat feel? Hey Phil. All right, Tony. Hear your voice there. All right, Tony. Well, look, really good luck today. Don't be nervous. Only fifty million people are watching, so don't even think about that. (laughs) No problem. I got it. I got it in the bag. All All right, bud. Good luck.
2: (laughs) So I had some fun. With that,
1: hey Tony, how's that seat feel? Uh huh. Just wait till they push you aside like they push me aside, Tony. Right. Yeah. Don't get too comfortable. <laughs> you got about ten years before Russell Wilson
2: retires, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, or maybe Aaron Rodgers would be a good one too. Hey, uh,
1: Corinne! <laughs> whoa, whoa! that <outside> seat <laughs> <laughs> Hey. Good morning. <laughs> That's
2: sort of what it was like.
1: Oh, wow! It was just uh, that, and and I didn't get to hear a lot of Tony's uh, call, but uh, not bad. Apparently, reading the reviews, uh, and but I was more interested in the. Pre-game show, and I knew Phil would would knock it out of the park and and bring a lot of energy uh, to to the set, and that's exactly what he did.
2: Yeah, Yeah. no, there's no no doubt uh, that he did. He's really good at that. He's been doing inside the NFL for a while now. And he he seems – it's weird. He he seems to be more comfortable and – I don't want to say edgy because it's not like he tackles some of these big social topics, but he's – more opinionated in those studio shows than he ever was during the games. And he seems more comfortable to express his football opinions uh, in the studio on mm-hmm. either inside the NFL or or the NFL today. But, no, it was good. I, I think they've got a good crew there now. And Nate is – Nate's good. Nate's really good. Nate he yep. I wouldn't go as far as saying he's a voice of a generation as he I called I mean, himself. he would, though. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. went that far. Mm-hmm. But, no, Nate, Nate's good. He can – He's, he's very good at getting his point across succinctly in a way that people can understand without a lot of gibberish or stuttering or anything like that he's just good at it you yeah. know and that's that's the toughest thing about TV no matter if you're a former player or you're someone who's been in the broadcasting industry you know with TV you don't have a lot of time to say stuff so you got to make sure that it's, it impacts quickly mm-hmm. as, as you well know and and Nate Nate's good at that I thought Tony I listen I, I made it a point to because I've got the Sunday ticket, thank God, on Directv. I don't know how I'd live without it. So I put that game on for a while just to listen to him. And he he's got a lot of knowledge, and yeah. he's he's ready to share it. Uh, I think that you know, there's a couple of things that he might have to just scale back a little bit for you know, language purposes, football language purposes, where. You know, he's like, All right, the mic moved over here to the left and the free safety came in the box because it was a this. Like, there's a couple of things that he's like says very quickly that a quarterback, of course, would understand and see that he might have to unfortunately dumb down for right. for some of the audience. He's getting into the weeds. Yeah, a little bit too much. Yeah. Um but he's got a good voice for it. He's he's commanding. And Didn't have um, to
1: shave his little shadow. Either. No, How about no, he that? do what
2: he wants, man. Yeah. He's the king over that's there. That's What now. happens? Um, and also, he's a, a lot like he, when he was getting going. You could tell he was excited. It was very, very quickly. Like he would say a lot of words in in a short amount of time. So I think that cool. once he gets a hold of himself, he could be really good. So, all right, good for him. There you go. It's my you review.
1: Stamp of approval. That's that's my review. Game one on all those guys. Yeah, yeah. Anything else? No. Um. Let's see. Hmm, James Brown looks like he's someone stuck a pin in him. But... <laughs> Jane, Okay, dude. Those suits are from last year. Yeah, you. Gotta... When you were seventy pounds heavier. Listen, I'm glad. Okay. He's, I'm glad he's healthy. Right. It's gonna take me a while to get used to that. Yeah. Looks yeah. sick, dog. Yeah. Come on. Eat a bagel or something Yeah. Wow. Big old head. <laughs> head <laughs> way more than the rest of his body. Now. It, 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 it,
2: yeah. Wow, JB got that thing, you know, some people just look better fat thing. You no, know?
1: Well, well, we'll get a tighter suit or something. <laughs> Maybe that's what it yeah, is. It's yeah, it's gotta, just hanging on you
2: know, Tom Hanks and Big. You know, <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden you don't see his hands
1: come out oh, of the hello sleeves.
2: JB. That guy's the man. Hi, this is JB of CBS Sports. That's right.
1: <laughs> hey, 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 hi. This is the man formerly known as JB. <laughs> yeah. I'm half the JB I used to be. <laughs>
2: All right. Coming up next, a couple more NFL stories we can get to, including a scare by the Atlanta Falcons or a scare by the Bears into the Atlanta Falcons. Mm -hmm. Of course, those Monday night games tonight as well. We're coming right back.
0: Follow us on Twitter at Geo and Jones. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it.
2: Why does everyone in the NFL kiss Eli Manning's ass? Hmm. Summer's heat can cause your battery fluids to evaporate, so get your battery tested for free. (laughs) Your battery needs to be replaced. The professional parts people will help you find the battery you need. O'Reilly Auto Parts, better parts, better prices every day. (laughs) Does everyone kiss everybody's ass? No. I don't
1: think so. No, but you you have to just uh, be amazed at the success of two siblings, his brother Peyton and and, uh, Eli, both with two Super Bowl rings. That's right. And, you know, Archie and... And Mama did a good job. Yeah, they did. And developing quarterback. And they play. And yes. they play a lot. It was two hundred consecutive starts last night. Yeah. It was for, for uh-huh. Eli Manning. So maybe yeah, that's And he looked
2: bad. Oh, I mean, he. Well, the Cowboy too.
1: defense made him look bad. He had no blocking up
2: front. Yeah. So. yeah the, the short answer is that he's he's adorable as hell, and he beat the Patriots twice in two Super Bowls. There you go. So there you go. There you go, Mister Hatfield. Can't figure that out. Can't help you, mm-hmm. huh? Uh, The Atlanta Falcons with a little bit of a scare. They probably should have lost this game um, to the Chicago Bears as Mike Glennon gets them right there in striking distance and some drop passes and then the big sack uh, to end the game. But the Bears, who have just nobody on offense, I mean, and I'm talking nobody, and they end up losing Kevin White and Mm -hmm. Marcus Wheaton was hurt, didn't play. I mean, that guy's a George Howard shut down. Bust of all busts. Yeah. So, basically, Tariq Cohen is, is, is their offense yesterday. Uh, they've got Bellamy at wide receiver. Uh, they also have uh, Kendall Wright at wide receiver. I mean, their, their defense held up against that Atlanta defense in early game in on the road. It wasn't like a December game where that team goes out of the dome, and then all of a sudden they're feeling it. So, it was an early game September. So, I mean, this to me is more, I don't expect the Bears to do anything this year. And and I don't even think the Bears expect to do anything this year. Now, this to me was was more about the Falcons being able to not have that early season misstep after what happened to them in the Super Bowl because that Super Bowl loser usually comes back with a dud and this would have been writing the script starting week one for them.
1: Yeah, they definitely were flat. And I'm I'm sure they admitted to that fact after the ball game. And if they didn't, they will have to go back and watch that film. And you go on the road, first game of the season, you expect... There to be a few hiccups here and there, and 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 were they uh, taking the Chicago Bears lightly and, and looking towards this matchup next week uh, versus Green Bay? Uh, only they can answer that question. But uh, ultimately, you get to W. Don't bring your A game. You don't bring your B game. You bring your C game. You still get a win. That's huge uh, on that flight back for the for the Falcons. So uh, you know, and it's huge down the the stretch what was it fourth and goal. And and they uh, sacked uh, Mike Lennon. And so the defense came up big when they needed to, but not their best look. Yeah, and I wonder why that
2: trend is. I mean, I guess it makes sense if you think about it. You make it all the way to the Super Bowl, you lose. You got to start all over again. And it's just tough mentally. It's so hard to do it. Uh, it's hard to repeat. It's hard to get back there a couple of years in a row. So we'll see if this is Atlanta Falcons team. I, I I like Green Bay. I've liked Green Bay the last couple of years to come out of the NFC and it has it worked out. I just really think that, I mean, Aaron Rodgers can't be that good and not get back to another Super Bowl at some point.
1: You jinx Green Bay like you kill people. No, that's not true. Yes, it is. They haven't gotten back. But still, they're pretty damn good. They are always good. As long as you got Aaron Rodgers back there, you're going to be good. And and the defense played well, shut down their uh, former teammate, Eddie Lacy. Uh, And and so I, I agree, they're going to be in the mix each year. As long as you have that quarterback, they can stay healthy. Jordy Nelson looks the part. Uh, again, coming off the knee surgery over a year ago, and and so and and of course, as long as you have those beautiful hazel eyes of Randall Cobb, you're going to be just fine, right?
0: <laughs>
1: oh, your man crush on Cobb is just
2: off the. Now he's one of those guys that is now synonymous with you. When I watch games, every time he catches a pass, he's a little I feisty had... yesterday. Yeah, well, he should be. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. he had a good postseason <laughs> last year. While a couple of games that they played, you know, he got back at the end of the year. Really helped out that offense. If he stays healthy the entire year, I mean, that's that's mm-hmm. going to be the difference. And Ty Montgomery, I know he's like a you know converted wide receiver
1: to yeah. running back, but he's a he's a good back. He's he's a hell of an athlete. And we've talked about this before. He was an all-purpose uh, wonder at, at Stanford, but then he couldn't stay healthy his last year there. He hasn't been healthy uh, most of the time as a Green Bay Packer. But he's a, a, a heck of a a dual threat guy. He played receiver, running back, he was a kick returner. He did all that stuff for the Stanford Cardinal and and now if he could just be 100%, you you got something you can work with. I'm checking Twitter right now to see if there's any updates on David Johnson. It doesn't look like the wrist injury. There Man, are. how do you lose that ball? Game? You know how you lose it? You fumble in the red zone, you don't play good defense. They had that one and you're loud. Mr. Matt Stafford to earn all that cake he just got that new cake Carson Palmer he, man he is done he I said this last year the guy was done he came back
2: he just he is not I just don't think he's capable of of being anywhere near where he used to be and and, and honestly their their weapons that consists of David Johnson I mean Larry Fitzgerald yes but he's a hundred years old now and a lot of people are excited about John Brown I don't know if that's going to turn out to be much but. I just don't know about that offense. And that that defense played really well early on and then fell apart in the end. But this David, there's a lot of Cardinals fans and there's a lot of Arizona Cardinals and a lot of fantasy football owners that are watching that David Johnson injury. There was a report last night, I guess it was Schefter, that said that the MRI is either going to say that he's out a few weeks or half the season. And then pro football talk came out and said that there's still no answer on if he's even going to miss time. He still may not miss any time, so...
1: Didn't look good, and I'm a big David Johnson guy. So yeah, I I agree. And and he's uh, went out of the game twice. Well, I think they knocked the air out of him, the, the wind out of him uh, there the first time he went out. But you have to close the deal. You can't lose games like that when you're that far ahead, and and then you allow uh, Matt Staff and the Lions to come back and win that. It's that is that hurts. Yeah, that one really stings, and and so they're gonna be looking. at uh, at that film today and just scratching their heads. How the hell did we let that one get away from us?
2: If the Vikings are the Vikings that I know, Adrian Peterson is going to have six touchdowns tonight. Wow. Ooh. He's going to throw for
1: one. He's going to return a punt. He's going to rush for the four others. You're crazy. Like Eric Holman said, and we had him on earlier in, in the hour, there's no way you allow Adrian Peterson to beat you. Anyone else. But you can't allow a guy who played there. As long as he did, he's gonna have a pick six. He's gonna play (laughs) corner defense too. (laughs) I mean, if that's the
2: and then for the rest of the year, he won't do anything. That'll be it. He'll get 23 yards on 24 carries for the rest of the 2017 season. But tonight, he'll break one for longer. That he'll have a 200 yard touchdown run, and it's not even possible. He'll do it. He'll just run from inside the locker room with the football. And then out the tunnel and into the end zone. No,
1: what he'll do, he will run from the goal line to the goal line. He won't cross the line. <laughs> go back, and then he'll go back and give him another shot at it. Which, right? I wouldn't be surprised. You guys were so bad the first 100 yards. I'm gonna try, try again. I'm gonna give you another shot at it. You know okay? it's gonna happen. No way. You know it is. Watch him. Well, he's gonna be, he's gonna be hyped up and running, angry. In, which but he's always what, done. But, for but, what reason? Well, the, the
2: Vikings had his back throughout that whole thing, and he's an yeah. old running back who didn't want to take a pay cut. So that's what happens. Yeah. You know, I mean, he says he wants to stick it to the Vikings. For what? I mean, that team had your back through your whole mess. Mm-hmm. They paid you a ton of money.
1: Mike Zimmer comes down to Houston. He and uh, other members of the staff. The Wilf one of the owners. Come and, and, and try to get you back up to Minnesota. So, yeah, they've they I mean, gone to uh, the extra mile.
2: What was he angry about? Yeah, just the nature angry, of f- football. Mm-hmm. You didn't want to take a pay cut. You were making too much money. Mm-hmm. You didn't do a damn thing last year because you were hurt. And then when you came back, you were a shell of yourself. So what do you want? You, I just I can't. Yeah, I've always been down on that guy. Just annoys me. And then the other game, I don't know. I'm, I'm ex- I guess I'm I'm not going to be awake, but <laughs> I'm excited to see how the Chargers do when I wake up. <laughs> Um, because... You better stay up and watch
1: that. You're not. I'm not. What? We're going to be asleep, man. I got to say, I'm going to stay up and watch my boys' first game. There is no way. What, I mean this way. what time I, does it start? 10.30. Oh, no. He's on his own. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you on your own, Anthony. Right. Yeah, told you. <laughs> <laughs> 10.30? Yeah. What? I don't
2: know what to make of the Broncos, either.
1: I, really, I don't either. I don't Defensively, know. I think they'll be fine. But offensively, uh, jury's still out there.
2: Yeah. It's basically the same exact team they're bringing back, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, defensively and then on offense, you know, you bring back Simeon, You got the same weapons. I mean, you're you're talking about the same football team outside of the head coach, right? So, uh, you know, I'm not sure exactly what to expect. I do think that the Chargers do have boom or bust potential, though. I do think that they could be a pretty good team. I think
1: they can. To watch
2: because you got to remember how many injuries they had last year.
1: You know, and, and hopefully they stay a little bit healthier here. Well, I, I was high on Cincinnati as well, but I didn't expect God, how did not happen? To throw four picks. I mean, a
2: oh, shut dear. out. That offense gets shut out. Man, I know the Ravens' defense is one of the better defenses in football, but, I mean, to get shut out. Four picks? Come on, you can't do that. Yeah. I don't know. <sighs> that, I don't know what was worse, Palmer, Tolzien, or
1: Dalton. Probably Dalton because didn't score a damn point. That's worse because Tozini is a perennial backup and didn't have a lot of faith in him going into the ball game. So it's got to be Dalton. Here's a guy that's been in the league a while. He's played in big ball games. He's played in playoff games and they've yet to win one, but he's the vet. Four picks? Really, man? Come on. I can't end the show without
2: hearing Chuck Pagano give credit to the wrong team that crushed his team yesterday. Let's hear it.
1: We
3: got our asses kicked. And, uh,. Credit 49ers and, and Coach McVay.
1: <laughs> 49ers. Chuck. Come on, Chuck. Way to go, Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. Good first win, buddy. Credit 49ers and, and Coach McVay. Jeez.
2: Andrew Luck looked different. He didn't have the neck beard going yet. I guess he starts it every season and it starts going. But on the sideline, he looked totally different. He looked so much younger. Mm-hmm. He was 18 years old on the sideline yesterday.
1: He doesn't want to come back and play for that team. <laughs> <laughs> no, y'all yeah, take it. I'm going to take it as long as I need. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it, it's just, it, I think we regressed. To Great
2: first step, fellas. Yeah. You know,
1: <laughs> we're still at the first step. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's even sore today. I always, always forget
2: in the offseason how strange he sounds. And then in the beginning of the season, when we play one of his cuts, I'm like, oh my goodness.
1: Great in- first step, fellas. 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 Way to go, fellas. <laughs> You're in the right to enjoy this. Way to go, San Francisco. He's not nearly as cool sounding as uh, Pat us. Mahomes. It's, oh, no. <laughs>
2: oh, man, you sound weird, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Are you good and everything, like a quarterback? but You sound like a weird dude. <laughs> Yah, yah, yah,
1: yah, yah. <laughs> hey, BJ, love that yah, yah, yah stuff. I know you do, do. <laughs>
2: Thanks, Eric Coleman, Mikey B, PDB, Bogish, Pierno. Talk to you tomorrow, Gio and Jones, CBS Sports Radio. Listen to every MLB
0: game live. The
2: deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high.
0: Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League Home Run Leader.